and Megan here. Welcome back to another episode of Bigger Than Bubbles, the podcast blown up for and about child life. Happy Monday. Happy final week of internship. Oh my goodness. How good does it feel to say that? You know what? I thought I would feel better about it (laughs) and people keep asking me, are you so excited you're going to be done next week? I feel like I'm in the panic that I was when we started in the sense of this has been my normal, this has been my routine, and a week from today, I'm not going to get to go to the hospital anymore. I know. That breaks my heart. I love these people. I love this experience. I don't want to tend. These people, these families, these, like, all the workers that we've met along the way, all the things... I just feel like I've learned so much that I don't want to stop learning here. I know. It makes me sad. But uh, I feel proud. <laughs> Good. I do feel proud. Um, so episode 13, welcome for and thanks for tuning in. Uh, a few things before we jump into this coming week. Um, I just wanted to let you all know that next week is actually, which... I'm assuming you knew this, but it's our season finale next week um, of season two. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So um, I'm really excited and really, I think you just said it, but in a different context, I'm really proud of this whole thing. And it was a lot of hard work on top of the hard work I'm already, we're mm-hmm. already doing, um, but I really wanted to make this for you guys and... So I'm glad that we were able to do it, and thanks for being so flexible with us throughout the process. Um, And then I'll talk about it more next week, but uh, the plans for coming back for season three, um, they will, it will happen. We're just, uh, I need to take a break. Yeah. (laughs) It's a little self-care. Yeah, so, uh, but we'll talk about it more next week, but I just wanted to prepare you all for your final episode for a little while coming up next week. Um, but yes, going back to what you said, this is our last week ahead of us. That's so crazy. I, I think what is most insane to me is the fact that from the moment we started this till now that it's been four months that have gone by. Like, that just goes to show me mentally how quick a year can go by. Like, and just days, months. Like, it's so, so crazy to me. I don't know. Um, But we had week 14. So that's what we're recapping this week. I certainly think that there were lots of highs and lows. Um, at more so highs for me. I don't know about you, but let's go into it. Yeah. Should we talk about our week? Should we talk yeah, about highs like, and lows? Yeah. And... We'll just let's jump in. Okay. What was going so on? So my week, I've had, speaking of highs and lows, I've just had so many ups and downs this week and not the kinds of ups and downs that I've had before where bad things have happened either for me or I felt insecure or I felt like I was on a high or anything like that. It was just there were some days that I just felt weren't as busy as others. Mm -hmm. And then there were some days that certain hours were busier than others. Like I would either be running from room to room or for an hour, no one needed me. So I was like, what do I do now? So that was not my favorite. I kind of like to have a consistent, like, if it's going to be busy, I just want to be busy all day. Yeah. But, I mean, it was what it was. I still learned a lot this week. I still did a lot this week. It just came in waves. Yeah. Um. I, so, to go off of that, what's funny is I thought Monday through Friday were so busy for me. Like, constantly. I just... It just felt like I was going from one thing to the next. And then... Saturday. Saturday happened. And oh my goodness. It was like, you were so busy this whole week. We're just going to give you a day off, but you're going to be here. Like, it was so slow. Slowest day I've ever probably experienced at the hospital. Which is good because I was able to do other, like, other things. um, Like, catch up on chart notes and stuff like that. 
but it was so weird. Yeah. And I was having moments of that this week. So you got it in a whole day. A whole day. (laughs) And I had it in patches throughout the day. So whenever I got those slow patches, they kind of brought my energy down. And then something would happen and then I'd have to energize back up. And I don't like that dip in energy throughout the day. Well, and that's funny you said that too because when I got home, I think Amy looked at me like, what? Because... Uh, she, I was like, gosh, today was so slow and I'm so exhausted. And she's like, huh? And yeah. I'm like, Cause it drains you. You get like, so it's so slow that you become so tired. Yeah. Of, like you're just, you're not in it. You're not yep. going. Your energy is at the lowest level possible. Yeah. It's a weird feeling and I don't like that. Yeah. But as far as the, the ups of the week, I, finally got the photos that I needed for my project to be complete, which oh, yeah. was really exciting. Yeah. Um, it was something that I felt was really necessary. So my project was an inpatient surgery prep book um, because I felt like whenever I was prepping a kid for surgery, there were things that I wanted to show them and and use for my prep, but we didn't have exactly what I would have liked to use. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really excited about this project. Um, so I got a lot of, I have that done now. So <laughs> that's exciting. I'm excited. I'm excited to hopefully use it this week. Oh yeah. That'd um, be cool. yeah. So that was exciting. Um, I had some challenges this week. I have been thinking a lot about just our role as child life specialists in preparing children and how most of the time children and families are so excited that we have the words to help prepare them for a certain situation. Um, But then I feel like I've also been reflecting on the situations where families don't exactly want their children to know what I think is necessary for them to know. And trying to find that balance between respecting a family and their wishes, but also being true to what my purpose is and how I have the same goal as them, but my way of getting there is slightly different. Yeah, it's hard because we have so much developmental, like, background that we know for especially certain ages and, and stages that they need to know certain information and within a certain time frame. And we we just have this development uh, knowledge and we know what really is best. And we know that parents are sometimes scared to to give information just Mm -hmm. because they don't want to uh, scare their child. Yeah, and that's totally understandable. I'm not a parent, but I can imagine that I would want to protect my child and try to create the most um, positive or... The, le- the least scary traumatic yeah least scenario traumatic. possible um, but then as child life we also know that the unknown is so scary and that is something that we're trying to fill in the gaps and give them real information so that nothing is surprising and they're not creating the story in their head that could be way scarier than what is actually going to happen yeah um, I think that's a tough one too and I've I think just I've heard and seen scenarios about that and it's just you have to just advocate as much as possible. I think that's a good thing to know like if you're going into an internship or um you know you've run into this, I think it is a challenge for anyone, I think. Even like a well-experienced specialist. Yeah, it doesn't really matter how many years of experience you have, you can still encounter these families and it's and just a parent can still say no. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been something I've been thinking about a lot recently, and I know you and I have talked about it as far as um, talking to parents individually and and just really kind of selling yourself to them as far as what can I provide and this is how it's going to help your family or your child um, help them be successful here in the hospital. And even with that, sometimes that doesn't, still doesn't work. And I think that goes back to... We say it, we've said it multiple times throughout the podcast, but that you can't fix everything, you can't do everything, and so you have to, unfortunately, sometimes just take that step back, and that's where you have to be, and 
uh, just be as supportive and present as possible mm-hmm. that people will allow. So, yeah, that's just, that's a hard one. Yeah, because um, it's a challenge that it's not something that because there you have those challenges where it's outside of your comfort zone and it's a challenge for you. Mm-hmm. But then there's challenges like this where it's kind of challenging your um, what's the word your your not uh, ethic morals no, or ethics mor- but more your, your maybe your morals maybe your morals no, I don't there's even a, think it's there's that. a it's word just, it's challenging what my purpose is as a child life specialist and it's challenging um my ability to kind of convince somebody why my job is important yeah and really showing them so just something I've been thinking about a lot yeah um, um yeah tell me about your week Let's see. What all? What have I done this? Um, so speaking of challenges, um, I felt like I was definitely challenged this week with some just different scenarios, and I think that in my final last two weeks, I think it was great that it was something that was brought my way, and it instead of you know your typical appy or your what are, like the things that we see all the time, it was really nice to have some more difficult scenarios and kids mm-hmm. and uh, to really let the specialists let me dive into those and f- do my best to help support and fix and just teach these kids and families um, as much as I could. And um, I like that's just really at the end of the day, it was. It was such an amazing opportunity, um, and I'm really thankful that they all let me take those on. Um, yeah. And I learned so much, and it was just, yeah, I, I was just really grateful for the challenges. Um, and then even just writing chart notes on those challenges. Mm-hmm. So that was another challenge. <laughs> um, and so I was really grateful that I did my very, very best, and then I would go and, like, hash it out with Amy like what do you think and um and I notice that sometimes it's it's really hard with those scenarios to take the emotions out of a chart note right because I'm thinking when you're writing a chart note you're kind of narrating a, a scenario yeah and you and have to be so objective and it's you have to really be so hard. objective but yeah there's certain situations where like, you, but you no, really want to write this. like yeah. Well, I was doing this, but then this person came in and they messed up. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also just your own assessment. Like maybe they didn't mess up and it just was difficult for you. It's just so many moving parts that you can't just write your feelings in a note. That's yeah, not no. <laughs> the purpose of a note. So um, I just, the best way I can put it is I thought I was beautifully challenged this week. I like that. Yeah. And um, I'm jealous of that. <laughs> It was, it was, yeah, that, that was one of, um, I wouldn't say it was my low or my high. It was just a great experience and something that I can definitely use for, uh, you know, interviews and things like that and to talk about and how I uh, navigated through that. Um, what else? Oh, I had a few this week, which hasn't happened very often. Or, you know, we were talking about how you meet a kid and within a few minutes you need to prep them and we're going and things mm-hmm. are happening. I had a few of those this week and I, and that that was its own challenge. It threw me. This definitely was a challenging week in a good way. Um, That was like, okay, well, this is just what's going to happen and we got to do it. And I'm going to give you as much information as possible that I can give in the matter of minutes. Mm-hmm. And that was... Uh, I mean, really good experience uh, because it hasn't really happened throughout my... I usually get a decent amount of time, like whether it's even a half hour or something like that. Yeah. But no, I it was like talking and walking. And that hasn't happened to me before. That's awesome, though. So um, that was interesting. Um, Let's see. What else for you? I have a few more, but... I can keep going if you want me to. Yeah, I do want to. I feel like you and I haven't talked a lot this week. We haven't. Um, that's true. Uh, 
Okay, something came up this week. I have actually a few people to kind of, like, not quote, but to mention this week. Because things were said to me and I was like, I just, I have to talk about that. So, someone found me in a hallway and that's what we talked about hallways are the most dangerous places for a child life exactly if you need something to do you go to the hallway if you are so overwhelmed and you don't want somebody to talk to you get out of the hallway get out of the hallway go hide that's where everything happens i'm in a hallway and people i have a nursing supervisor who cracks me up and i love him Ooh, which by the way uh, shout out to, I think it's, I'm probably going to say this wrong, Christine. Um, I think it's Christine. That's his sister who listens to the podcast, and I just found that out. Yay! Um, and it's going into child life, so shout out to you, girl, and Yay. keep it up. Um, I've heard really awesome things, but anyways, uh, her brother works with me, and he found me in a hallway, and like had someone on the phone and then it ended up I had to go help through whatever was going on but later I come back and he's like talk about being at the wrong place at the wrong time and so I literally responded it wasn't just in my head I said no I looked at him and was like no like talk about being at the right place at the right time because the opportunity that I got was it it was like I I think this is just something that I'd like to say just as a whole and how I always view, I, how I view this entire internship is everything is an opportunity. Yeah. And so. It, that is such a good <laughs> statement because it's so true. Yeah. And so I said that and I think uh, whether he like heard it or not, it was meaningful to me to just say it out loud. Like I get it. Like it probably wasn't the most uh, perfect like how do I say, like, um... It may not have been executed exactly yeah, how you want Yeah, yeah, and it, it was be. probably just, you know, the first person you found and whatever, and uh, and it might not have gone my way, but um, everything I take is just... And that's the optimistic person within me. And so I just thought it was kind of interesting how to... And what I'd like to share about this story is, for moments like that, reframe yourself. Totally. So I think this, when you find... Um, those moments where you like you feel down or you feel like something went wrong or um, you're like, what am I getting from this? Just try to change it to something more um, positive. And so it was just a really funny that I was like, I have to talk about this on the podcast. Um, so that happened. Uh, I feel like I have so many things. You do. You- <laughs> I think I'm just drawing a blank on my week because I've had so many ups and downs. Um, I've had some situation. I think. The, the highs of my week, like, the good parts of my week, I've had situations that I haven't been in before. Yeah. Which made me happy. Um, and I really am looking forward to so many more of those situations this week because, like we say all the time, internship is where you have so many resources available to you that if I am in a difficult situation, I have so many specialists on my side to ask for help yeah and just to kind of talk with about okay well this is what I did what would you have done um and it really being a safe place for us to have these conversations and um kind of pick the brains of others so I had a couple situations like that this week um that I was super grateful for and I really want even more of those this coming week yeah it's the, last one. it's the last time. Um, so I have a, some of mine are just like little things. Uh, another one was when I realized, um, those like even like you said when you're like kind of down, or you're tired or whatever, and then uh, going to the patient's room that you know is going to fill your cup. Yeah. And I've talked about this. This is actually season one with um. One of our guests toward the beginning of season one, uh, she was talking about filling up your cup and what fills up your cup. And I was talking with uh, my supervisor and I, it was just, sometimes you need those moments of the kids who really bring you joy. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I did that a few times this week and just 
the laughter you get with kids when you need it most is just beautiful. I agree. Uh, what a perfect place to be when you need something to fill up your cup. You have so many incredible kids that we work with that truly give us a different perspective and bring us joy. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I think like two more things that I need to mention and I'll feel good. <laughs> um, I really, so there was one other thing that was talked about and I think this might be my kind of my low of the week. It's not a specific thing, but I was talking with uh, Amy and I was telling her sometimes it feels like, you know, you're not doing something really meaningful with a kid. And then I was like, but sometimes when you take a step back, then you see like there's certain things that you're doing, but as a whole, like in that moment, it doesn't seem like a lot. But then when you take a step back, you're like, oh, wow, I, I did do a lot. Yeah. Um, but when you're doing little things, sometimes it feels, and she helped me phrase it and it was perfect. She's like, sometimes it feels like you're just putting out a fire. You're just putting out the fires and you're not actually getting at like the base. Yeah. And so I felt like that was some patience this week. Uh, you know, especially I feel like it's the ones that just come and go. Sometimes I feel like I'm just putting out the fire and not really getting deeper, mm-hmm. um, or like at the base of the fire, you know, or something like that. But, uh, so that was kind of something that it was put into words, but I felt it multiple times throughout internship. Yeah. Um, I think that's very true. Yeah. And something I've also experienced is there's encounters where you know you're you're doing right, you're doing well for a kid, but it doesn't seem like something very substantial. Yeah. Um the other thing that one of the specialists said and I have to share it because it was so good. Okay. Um I had a conversation with one of the child life specialists and she said she was just talking about her experience with the patient. And I was talking about one with mine, and she said something, and I was like, oh, I have to share this. Like, it was so good. She said, because she was saying, like, you know, we can teach these kids. I was talking about teaching kids coping skills and having them actually, like, take it home with them. And, mm-hmm. and knowing that I've taught them something, and that's such a great feeling. And she was talking about the flip side of sometimes, um, sometimes kids, they have the skills, but, like, going into just how sometimes they're just scared. And so she said... Um, sometimes we do something scared and that's a sense of accomplishment and like, you should be proud telling that to like a kid. So sometimes, sometimes you, you just do this scared, mm-hmm. but the fact that you did that is a huge accomplishment and so true. And just to be proud of that. Mm-hmm. And she was just kind of talking about how as adults, like we do it all the time. And so in my head, I'm like, yeah. Doing internship, I do. I'm I'm scared, and that's, that's a sense yeah. of accomplishment. But I'm doing it. Yeah. And, and so I was like, oh, I think that's beautiful. Like, I think that is beautiful because we we think about a lot of the time the end goal, and uh, and jumping to the once you know we get through this task, getting through the task, how we're gonna get to the end of the task instead of kind of settling with the middle a little bit, like the working for it part, and yeah. teaching these kids that. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be scared. Yeah, and that's and what sometimes we... I encounter parents where don't be scared, don't be scared. And I think that's not scared fair. is a feeling, and you're so allowed to be scared. And if you give a child the ability or the permission to be scared, it helps them kind of normalize this whole situation. Well, sometimes I just want to look up and be like, okay, when you go to work tomorrow, don't be. Don't be scared. Or, like, when you go to do something that you find challenging, don't be scared. Yeah. Like, it's not fair. I think that, uh, and I know we say, I say it to kids all the time, you are allowed to feel whatever you want to feel in this room with me. Mm-hmm. I will find whatever feeling okay. Um, and so it just goes back to that. Like, you can feel scared. And I just thought what she said and the way she said it and phrased it was, it was perfect. I'm like, yeah, you can do this. And sometimes we just do it scared. Yeah. Um, And if anything, we're teaching them that even though you are scared and you are still scared that even when it's done, you got past it. And and that's the accomplishment. 
Yes. You got somewhere. So next time something is scary, it doesn't seem so definite. It's, yeah, we will still be successful even if Um, you're scared. So the very last thing that I want to mention before we go into just further on was Friday. I was on a high on Friday. I was... She was... <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let me just take a step back. So, I walked in the door of the hospital in a good mood. Just, like, feeling good. And I was like, gosh, I really just hope this doesn't go away. Because usually something happens and then I, like, I'm, like, What's lost. What's going to ruin my day today? Yeah. And then it just... I kept feeling good. And then something else... And I kept feeling good. And I kept feeling good. And I was just... It, it was a great day. It was probably one of my very favorite days from my entire internship. I was just... And so that's why a 30-second dance party happened. Yeah. Yeah. It was on Instagram, but... um, I didn't participate a whole lot in that 30-second dance party. Yeah, you were a party pooper, but it's fine. I was. I was a little but bit Mia of a party pooper. But Mia and I, we, we, we danced it out. I just was feeling so low energy and just kind of blah in that moment and I know that's why I needed the dance party yeah but I just couldn't get my head in the dance party but I say mindset. I told you to you need to calm down and yeah know, it, I needed the words I maybe I didn't dance it out but I I listened <laughs> to the words of the song and I will do a 30 second dance party this week for okay sure. you better um but no, really, I just, that was my high of the week. Um, I was, I had so many good moments. I, we finished our last, or I finished my last case presentation that day. So I finished that. I felt so good after that. I thought it went really well. Um, I had a lot of my long-term patients went home that day. It felt just really good to, I've had patients from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And I've seen them through like longer ones and it's such a good feeling to know and look back at all the things that you've done with them and how you've helped a child yeah so it was just kind of a poetic day for me I just thought everything was it was really good I like that yeah so that was my week I know I had a longer recap but I had a lot of things going on this week um so let's make our way into our thought bubble what are we talking about this week, Megs? We're talking about bereavements this week. Yeah. And this is a topic that notoriously so people I, don't yeah. like okay. to talk yeah. about. And that's why we're here as child life specialists. But a lot of you ask for this. A lot of. And I think it's because it's such like a awkward, um, just an awkward topic if you get called to do distraction or education, it's a little bit more uplifting and positive. It's easier to see those things as yeah, and these, happy. And these and don't happen all the time, so they're scarier. Like, yeah. you're, like, you're not sure how to go about it. And, like, of course, we're not going to go into details of what we've been a part of. But we have really good things that we think as someone new to the field or going into the field that you can take with you from just learning from our experiences. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. first things first, bereavement from the lens of an intern is, in my opinion, going to be much different than if you are actually working. Yeah. yeah. And I say that because as interns, we're still learning. And we have supervisors that we're learning from. Um, and I found myself talking to my supervisor about finding the balance between wanting to learn and wanting to be present during a bereavement to see how my supervisor or any specialist does it. Like, mm-hmm. I want to know how they do it. Yeah. What are the words they're saying? How do they, how do they orchestrate this whole thing? But also being mindful of the fact that this is the most tragic situation for this family. Being an extra person just standing there and watching this tragedy happen yeah. is is kind of inappropriate. So trying to figure out what things I can be a part of to learn and what things 
are just not appropriate for me to be an extra body there that's not being helpful. Yeah, I've I've thought about that and it is hard because there are moments where you really want to learn, you really want to hear and just experience. But yeah, it's like I don't sometimes like I don't need to be here. I shouldn't be here. Right, because <laughs> if I was somebody experiencing I wouldn't want the bereavement and all of a sudden little there's somebody standing there staring at me watching this tragedy happen, I would be like, "Who the heck are you? Get out. This is my crisis. This is my moment. This but is my I will say though that and this is something again from that intern lens, sometimes depending on the at uh, the structure of your hospital, there can be ways where you're present but not present like you can be off to the side you can still hear like right yeah totally. so I think it's take taken your surroundings and see how you can still learn but maybe not be seen you know yeah I um, agree and I think one helpful role as, for an intern to serve during a bereavement is absolutely working with the the children in the situation yes because going and doing like a playroom activity or or spending time with the children is a beautiful way to be helpful and to be involved without being right in the middle of everything and I think so we've talked about this so many times especially in like our class with Dorothy through our master's program but I think especially at the time of an internship, you should have the words of, or, and I'll I'll go into this, but if a child were to say, like, oh, I don't know, what's what's an example? Um, My sister's dying. And, like, I think at internship, you should have that level of knowing what to say, but... If you're in that moment and they stump you, because that can happen, and I feel like I've been stumped before with certain things, that's when you just go back to, that's a great question, Mm -hmm. and we're going to get that, like, let's ask so-and-so, like, and just reframe it and direct it to someone else that can give more help. I think, but what you said, though, I think that as an intern, we can definitely serve a purpose to still be helpful with other people, especially these children, because... We have the the knowledge to to help. Yeah, to help with and them. I think a bereavement is the perfect situation to remember that our job isn't to have all of the answers and yeah. it's not to fix things. I'm not my job isn't to make sure this child leaves the hospital happy today. Yeah. I'm not my gonna job agree for you or is anything. To like make that sure too. this child understands what is happening right now yeah and the most appropriate way for them and their development yeah so I also think going into that um you know you really have to think about the words and I I opened up one of the things that we had um so from one of our classes just think about like listen to these so loss death grief funerals cremation, grave, um, let's see, there's also, uh, like, spirituality and, um, things like these, think so, think of those words, and kids don't know what some of those words are, and they also might think that some of those words mean something else, and, and it's, so you have to, with kids and with death and dying really have to use your word choice so concrete and be so um just mindful of what you're saying and because they're gonna listen to every word that you're saying and try to understand it so by saying that somebody died yeah but taking that a step further and explaining what does that mean because we see like somebody died they're dead kids get that but the the concrete nature of it and the idea that okay they're dead right now are they still going to be dead tomorrow that's a valid question for a child sure right now they're dead what about tomorrow what about next week or let's or you know just so, yeah being able to explain the fact that like what does that word mean and what does that mean for 
so not only that, but let's talk about um, these terms. So went to sleep, passed away, aloft, crossed over. There's so many ter- eternal sleep. I don't know. I've, I've heard there's so many terms that adults use. And it's so confusing for a child, which is why you just said, like, you have to be so concrete and you need to say words such as death and dying and Mm -hmm. died. And I think also an important thing to think about is something you and I have mentioned is culture, religion, and the wishes of a family. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to using these words and having these conversations, making sure that the family gives you the permission to have these conversations with their children because yes our job is to help kids understand what's going on but it's not our job to do the job of a parent and just decide what this child needs so full circle right now let's go back to what you said at the beginning of the podcast this episode um that that challenge of Accepting what uh, parents say and letting them still be... It's the same thing. It's just a different context. It's just a different context and it's a context in which... Because, yes, a parent might come... So, here, I'll give you an example. A parent might come up and say, like, you know, someone's going to sleep. And you know that's not what we should be saying. Uh, We should be saying that this child is dying. And you can advocate as much as you can to a parent outside of, of... in that moment, but that might be what they want and their wishes. And you have to, uh, what's the word? Um, you have to respect respect that. Yeah. Yeah. But when you think of someone going to sleep, yeah, a child might think, oh, they're just going to sleep. Like I go to sleep or maybe if I go to sleep, I'm going to die or Mm -hmm. there's so many. So that's just this moral of the story. Um, especially if you've had classes, you probably know this, but just to be really mindful if you are in these situations of the words you choose because they have a huge impact. And if you aren't sure, that's when really go to, to the others around you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really, I think that's the best advice I can give. I about. agree. I think that's, that's um, very true. So, and then just while doing them, I think if you do get the opportunity to experience, you know, making, memory making anything, it's really a... It's really cool if you can do footprints or I've seen molds or mm-hmm. what other things have you seen? Um, um I've, our hospital can offer. Hosp- yeah, hospitals can offer so many handprints with like ink on canvases. They can offer sometimes actual hand molds. Yeah. Um, I think out of, asking. Is it, is it pl- it's not plaster. It's is it? I don't. I I don't, I don't know. know. Most hospitals have it, though. Yeah. Um, um, but really also talking with the family and, and what saying, they want. what do you yeah. want? This is what I have to offer. What is something that you feel would be nice and helpful for you? Yeah. Because you can't just come in and be like, oh, somebody died. We're going to roll We're in doing all these things. things. And this is just like, you know, our Groupon for the hospital. Because no. they might not. There's probably families that don't want anything. There's some families that don't want anything and there's some families that want everything Everything and trying to set boundaries as far as of course we want to give families everything we have yeah but kind of using your best judgment as far as what is necessary Um, to offer yeah I think that's perfect um so I also have a few books that um I you know I have a whole list and they're separated into different ages and all these things, but I can't remember the website that it was from, but I do know that some of these are on my list. And so one book that, um, I've found is the terrible thing happened. And that one talks about seeing a trauma or witnessing violence. And it mentions speaking to a therapist. So it's something to think about, which, uh, before I get into the other few books, I think that you should always read the book and make sure it's appropriate, which is why I have these little bullet points. Um, so always check your book first. Another one is I Miss You, A First Look at Death. Uh, this one talks about someone dying and what happens after they die and how life goes on. Um, it's interactive. Um, so there's like what about you parts inside. 
Another good one is When Dinosaurs Die, uh, A Guide to Understanding Death. Um, that's the one that does, like, the other dinosaur books. I can't think of the name, but uh, Brown is the author. I don't know dinosaur books. Uh, it's, you know this one. I can't think of the other. Um, anyways, <laughs> uh, the, that one talks about all kinds of death. Um, and you should know that it mentioned suicide, God, um, and death customs. So again, that's why it's important to read the books. Um, it's for older children and it's definitely a longer book. Uh, the other last one that I wanted to mention was when someone very special dies. Uh, so this is teaching children how to cope with grief. Um, and it's a workbook. And so it's usually about ages six to 12 and there's helpful tips for adults inside as well. Um, so those are four that I think are mm-hmm. pretty good start. But I think so. I think, and one that I really like, yeah. my favorite one yes. is <laughs> The Invisible String. I think it's so, it's so good for, it just has such a broad audience, I think, too. Um, it just talks about how your heart is connected to the people and the things that you love and how at the the very last page the the children ask if their invisible string is connected to somebody in heaven who died um so i think it's such a good book that talks about just separation and also mentions how you could still love somebody and still be connected to somebody when they have died and i have great news you want to know something i found the website um, centering.org. You remember we talked about that with Dorothy? I don't know. So that didn't... I, it is C-E-N-T-E-R-I-N-G.org. And that website has, um, there's books for purchase, but it has, like, a ton of grief and, uh, books about death and all these things, um, and talking with kids and families and there's specific age groups um so something to look into but yeah uh the last little thing that I like to say especially when talking about bereavements though um it's my final like opinion I think on it is that you have to remember that this is possibly most likely their worst day and the fact that you get to be a part of that is something really beautiful Mm -hmm. and um just to be very respectful, gracious, um, and being present because family is now when you care and when yeah you are just there. But it's this is such a vulnerable time for families, and so really just acknowledging that they are allowing you to be there, hopefully allowing you, mm-hmm. um, and to just be very mindful. Um, when being with them so I agree I think that's super important to think about and to also remember that if you are in a bereavement um, it is something that is absolutely pouring emotion out of you and you need to remember that afterwards to do something that fills up your own cup and go to somebody that um, can recharge you and somebody that you can talk to I think something that's so beautiful about the hospital we're interning at is the amount of support that yeah is here um so just finding the people that you can feel supported by yeah after experiencing one of these um or even situations again another full circle right here is Go to the kids who fill up your cup afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes, you know, you don't want to be in a spot where you know you're going to cry or something like that in front of families or patients, but sometimes you got to go have a good, really good laugh with kids. And so go find those kids mm-hmm. sometimes and do that. Um, or it's just back to that self-care and you don't want to burn out, but do something that, like you just said, fills up your cup. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm glad we talked about that. That was a... It's a, it's a harder topic to talk about. Yeah, it's and just... if you still have more questions, you can always yeah, I, email yeah, or yeah, Instagram. Yeah. Or... All the things. Because um, we've had we've had so many resources and stuff through school. And um, and it, don't, like, you're allowed to be afraid of the, you're allowed to be scared of this topic and all these things because it is 
difficult. Mm-hmm. And so it's not that we're comfortable with it whatsoever. No. These are just some things that we think are good to talk about. I agree. Um, okay. So our pop it into practice. Um, so last week was learning how to do something new. Mm-hmm. I started that off by teaching you something new. <laughs> So you're welcome for that. Oh, um, But this is something I actually did this week. Okay. And it was something that wasn't like a special talent that I learned because I don't have very many of those. Um, but I talked with my supervisor just about what kinds of teaching tools and stuff um, are available at the hospital that we're at. And um, we talked about... What did we do? Something... Oh, it was talking about teaching kids how to do... um, Taking medicine. Helping... How do you teach kids how to take medicine? Um, And we ended up having a sheet full of tips and tricks for families. And that's something I learned. I learned um, just kind of a new... Not even... It's not a skill, but a new resource to, to offer to families if it's applicable for their situation yeah so that made me happy um what did you learn I going back to the challenging situations I learned just how to I was forced to learn how to navigate within what's the word not shallow waters but uh deep waters waters. yeah sorry um I've just finding the people to talk to and getting people to talk with one another and um, using your resources. So, like, yeah. you know, using uh, nursing staff and or hire up people. And, like, it's just – I think it's really good to figure out – like, I don't know how to explain it, but, like, to weave your way through the people who are around you. Yeah. Um, and so I – was just able to really learn that and at least for this I think what I learned is still applicable to other locations of um you've built these relationships with the people around you and your coworkers, and even you've met like I knew I've met um not like I don't I don't like the word higher up but like just so many different disciplines yeah so many um, people and I'm like, I don't realize that they're my resources until I'm like, oh, this is the person I need to talk to. Yeah. And so it was just really figuring all of that out and putting it into practice. And uh, I really popped that into practice. I like that. Yeah. Very good. Um, so this week, what are we doing, Megan? This week, this is my favorite one <laughs> because... This, oh, oh my goodness. My watch. <laughs> okay, sorry guys. Uh, Sierra's Apple Watch today just has going just off been today. so sorry. chatty and we don't know why. <laughs> Anyways, pop it into practice. It's to make thank you notes this week. And this is something that is so important for me and for Sierra because it's our last week and we have so many people that deserve a thank, a thank you. you note. So, so I understand that... First of all, especially if you're listening and you are in an internship or practicum or anything like that, uh, even if it's one person, I really think you should pop into practice a thank you note to someone. But, however, I know not everyone's child lifers and not everyone's in an internship. And so I think for those of you are in that scenario, I think it should just be to anyone and for anything. So. I think that's amazing because everyone deserves a thank you yeah. for something. Exactly. So that is what your job is this So, week. yeah, especially those ones who aren't in child life or an internship, I challenge you guys. Mm-hmm. Go do that. Um, okay, goals for our last week. What? Oh, that's so... Oh, I can't. My goals for last week, I wanted to start using my journal again, which... Oh, when I talk about the ups and downs of the, like, just the waves this week, I feel like that was in the waves, too. Some days, I was good at using my journal, and as I was writing in it, I felt so proud of myself, because I got back on the journal writing, 
and I was really proud of myself. And then uh, the next day, I would just not do it, and uh, it was frustrating, but I sort of did it. (laughs) And then my next one was to continue doing better interventions, and that's something that I think I did this week. I learned something new, and I was able to implement something that I haven't done before. So that was exciting. Yeah. Uh, sorry. So mine from last week were to update my resume, which time did not allow. Mm. <laughs> um, I've had, I've had a lot of issues with my goals lately. It's just other things are in the way, which is why they're goals. It's something to reach. So, uh, sometimes they just don't get reached and which leads me to my next one, which was, um, a creative intervention that I haven't done before. Um, I think this week was, and that goes back to like that putting out the fires or doing these things and then taking a step back and realizing you're doing much more. Um, I just didn't feel like I was able to do that this week and it just time didn't allow, um, and situations didn't allow. I think I did small things that were meaningful instead. Um, so my goals didn't really get reached this week, but I have to just be okay with that. Wow. What are your goals then for this coming week? Yes. So I thought about this one and I thought about like, okay, pushing myself to be amazing, do all the things, which I know I'm going to just, I'm going to do that, but I'm going to do something a little different this week. Um, it's my last week with all these people and all these kids and families and I know I've pushed myself for 14 weeks and so kind of in a sense I want this week to be like fun. I just want to not focus on any homework that has to get done or assignments that have to like because that's not the case. Like I want this week to finish filling up my cup. I like that. I want to I want to take on that goal as well, even yeah. though that's not what I intended I at think the beginning of this. I think it's and important. I think it's, you know, we've, every week we say, like, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want, I want to have a fun week still doing my job and still learning and still doing all those things, but I want to just, I want to have a good week of, like, just accomplishing things and I like that. Good, you know? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Okay. Um... The past couple weeks, because of homework, have not allowed, but this week, I know I will have the time because we won't have technically assignments, so Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I'm going to yoga. It's happening because the past couple weeks have sucked, and I have not gone, and it just doesn't make me happy, so I'm going, and I'm going to even try to go see my favorite uh, instructor, and I'm going to try to leave a little early to do that, to go get my self-care in, uh, because it's the last time I'll get to experience him maybe ever. Who knows? Yay. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. I like those goals. It's hard. Okay. Can I just say I've learned, I've met incredible yoga instructors who are amazing at their job and I'm sad to leave them. You know what is so funny though? And I love hearing you say that because I, I have the world's worst memory, but I remember certain things every now and then. I remember having a conversation with you about yoga at the very beginning of this and how you were saying how you were going to miss your yoga at home and how you didn't think you were going to find that same feeling here, but you were just going to tough it out and just something is better than nothing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden now here we are and you've genuinely found a yoga studio and people that you really connect with. I, I like, I, it makes me want to like, I want to cry because it, it, I really am, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna send a huge thank you to the studio because these instructors, like I've had four months of self care because of this building, mm-hmm. um, and I've, I like last week, I walked in and my favorite instructor, whose name is Bailey. Uh, he saw me and he's like, he said, Sierra, and he comes and gives me a huge hug. And I'm like, like I, and I told him, I was like, I'm, I'm really going to try to leave my work early. I'm going to ask to leave early so I can make like one Mm -hmm. more class of yours because I told him, I'm like, Bailey, your class 
it's amazing. And you're such an amazing instructor. And I've had, there's, and that's not just him. Like I've had multiple, there's Lindsay, there's, um, Jess and there's Michael. I like these, these instructors are so good. And I know it doesn't make any sense to you. Like, and that, <laughs> but it really just like, it has, it's made such a huge difference. And I, it's funny that you just mentioned that. I like that, though. Yeah. It makes me happy to see that. Um, and I'm just going to have to do my resume this week. It just has to be done. Yeah. So. Well, that's interesting you say that because my goals this week... Yeah, we both, though. <laughs> ...work on my resume. And this is something I thought about a lot this week, or this past week, was that this internship was something we worked so hard for and... From the second we both decided on Child Life, a Child Life internship was this this end goal of, like... Of all things. Of all <laughs> things. And this week, more than ever, I've started to think way more about how this is not the end goal at all. This is not the, like, this grand thing that we were working towards. There's so it much is such more. a small step in our just entire lives and how after this week we have to apply for real jobs. This is <laughs> this was the tiniest drop in our bucket if we're gonna look at things from a like step back and look at Yeah. The whole big picture. Life has just begun. Life is just beginning. Yeah. We aren't even certified child life specialists at this point. Like we're qualified to take the exam. Yeah. And so working on my resume is daunting because it's it puts me back into the fear of real, of when I applied for internship. But I'm going to try to be more positive about making my resume this time and and knowing that I do have such an amazing support team at the hospital that it's going to help me make my resume great. Yeah. Um, but it's intimidating to work on my resume again. It scares me a little bit. I know. But my second goal is just to be 100% open-minded this week because it's our last week. I want just to take in everything. We're go- And speaking of that, though, we're going to get a lot of feedback this week, a lot of whether it's resume, whether it's just yeah. things to work on. For the future, things to take with us. Like, I think being 100% open-minded is important. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know we talked about feedback a few weeks ago and how we've realized that feedback kind of... Gets exhausting. It gets you. It's like a punch to the gut. Yeah. And I am I know the punch to the gut is coming this week. <laughs> we have our final email. But I'm going to be open-minded about it. I'm going to know that I worked hard. I know you worked hard. Yeah. And that this feedback is going to help us. Mm-hmm. So being open-minded. Crazy. Crazy. So in honor of just getting this done, what are we doing next, Megan, for the evening? Oh, this is always really exciting. We're going to go to Froyo tonight. Yeah. And <laughs> we're going to watch the Stanford game. So Stanford football is actually my favorite thing in the entire world. So I was happy I, you football know, season. I'm everybody. all about football season. And if you haven't watched the video by the guy on Instagram, what was his trade? No something? idea, but you should so, figure out. How everybody, yeah, rock your footballs back to. <laughs> oh god! I had to take off my Stanford hat to put on these headphones to record, but it's gonna go back on. We're getting froyo and we're watching the game. Um, yeah, football's back. That means fall's coming, and that means that we're getting froyo, and that makes us happy, and I'm all about it. And I also want to try to find this video before we just. I oh jeez, oh, I'm sorry. It's like it was really funny. Oh, oh no. goodness, where did it go? Did he already post? I think you should post it. On, okay, so out everyone, share the link. Go. Trey, so T-R-E-Y-N Kennedy, K-E-N-N-E-D-Y. He has a football one, 
Um, so funny. NSYNC and football, that's just hilarious. No, it's Backstreet, Backstreet Boys. Boys. I know. Oh. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that is our week. And here's to one more week left. I cannot believe it. Whoa. Ah. Okay, so... Um, make sure to follow on Instagram and, uh, subscribe, like, comment, leave a review, all the things. Go to Sugar and Ivy on Etsy. Use BTB20. Get 20% off your order. Um, and you know what? Here's just your friendly reminder to all the current and future child lifers out there that you are all bigger than bubbles. Thanks for popping by and have a great day. Bye.